can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope this show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. Hello and welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today we are talking about a topic that Unfortunately, if you are going to be in the business of having a business or leading a team, you are likely going to have to go through, I mean, right now as the whole world is, but it's something that's going to come up throughout your, your career. And that is how to lead your team through difficult times. So at the time of this recording, it's March and we just learned about um, Silicon Valley Bank closure, and there's just a lot of uncertainty going on in the world in in light of everything else that's going on. Um, And so it really prompted me to record this episode. And who knows, by the time this airs or by the time you listen to this, there's probably a bunch of other crazy stuff going on in the world. It has been a whirlwind for us leaders over the last two years. So it's due time for me to, to share this stuff. And so Really, we're going to talk in this episode about how to lead during difficult times and then also advice on how to handle employee layoffs, furloughs, and reductions in force from a conversation and communication perspective. Uh, In this episode, I'm not going to go over how to decide if you need to do that. I should do that at some point, but for sake of this episode, we're not. So it's really going to be the communication plan on those. So really starting out as a leader, it's important to remember that your team is looking to you for guidance and support during these times of uncertainty. And here are some of the the tips that I have seen some of the best leaders I've worked with do and, you know, stuff that I've learned along the way throughout doing this. And I can tell you, I guess I'm going to start by sharing that I have had to lay off people many times. Um one of which early in my career, I was young, I was in my 20s, and I had just started a new job at a new company. I was an HR generalist for a manufacturing plant for um, one of my my companies. And about two months after starting, they announced that they were closing the plant and that they were relocating it to uh, Mexico. And it was going to be a gradual period. So it was a period in which they were, as they were building the new plant, they still needed operations to continue. And so it was like a slow um, phase out of the different departments. And it lasted for about 18 months to two years. And it was really challenging because a lot of everybody, so I had just I was a 20, you know, 25-year-old girl working in a manufacturing plant with 
you know, people who've been there longer than I had been alive, right? And so it was already hard enough to establish rapport with these teams. Uh, and I had done it. And then two months later, they announced this. And I didn't realize it, but every a lot of people thought that I was hired knowing that and that I was like the closer hired to do this. And so it took a lot of time for me to kind of build that rapport um, and a lot of learning as I go. There was no training on this. I had never been through this. I was 25 and I was losing my job. I was like, it was a, it was a very a challenging time. So And so I've had to do it there. Another time I was working at a startup and I knew we were struggling financially. I was in HR. I figured I'd have a little bit of a heads up because... Uh, you know, I was, I was pretty confident that we were struggling, but that we were going to come through because the CEO was fundraising and he was a shitty CEO, but really good at raising money. So I figured we were going to somehow make it through and I show up to work and there's an all company meeting and we are notified that we have run out of money, that the business is closed as effective immediately. So I had no warning this time to tell anyone or to not even tell anyone, but to prepare before I found out. And then being in HR, I had to be the one to help lead the teams through it. So I'm being notified same day. All of a sudden I'm like, okay, you know, or my boss is like, this is what we have to do. And, you know, the HR team had to stay on for three, four days extra to do all of the stuff that we need to do. Terrible, (laughs) terrible, terrible experience. And then I've had to do it again during COVID, you know, along with everyone else, we had to decide to, not everyone else, but a lot of businesses, it affected COVID. And I had to figure out how to lay people off for the first time via Zoom. Never had to do that before um, in the middle of a global pandemic. So that was also an interesting time and learning. So I share all that to say, I know how hard it is. I've been there. I've had to do it. I've had to have the conversations with the employees that are affected. I've been affected while also trying to manage this. I've been the one that stayed and I, I've, I've been able to retain my job. And, and I've been one of the people who've had to absorb a bunch of other work to stay to keep the company going. I've been on all sides and, and I'm really just going to share some of the stuff that I think is key. And you can decide what's best for your business. Um, I hope you decide that it's a lot of the things that I'm about to tell you. But Hopefully, knowing that I have been on the other side um, helps you take this to heart. So one of the first things, or here are a few tips, and and I think the first thing that I'm going to share, well, not I think, I know, the first thing I'm going to share with you is you need to communicate openly and regularly. During tough times, it is critical to keep your team up to date on any changes or challenges that the company is facing, and you're not going to want to. You're going to think it's going to scare them more. You're going to be like, oh, I need to shelter them from this. And you need to be more transparent and more upfront than what you're going to want to be. The more transparent you are with your team about what's going on, the more they're going to feel confident that you got it, that you know what you're doing and that you're handling these tough times. And they're already going to be, their brains are going to be searching for answers, right? Like that is normal behavior. So if you don't give them an update on what's going on, they're going to make up worst case scenarios in their head, right? Probably even worse than what is actually going on. So just communicate openly and communicate regularly. Create a cadence to when and how employees can expect to get updates. 
even if you don't have an update, no update is an update. You know, they, they it helps them count on the predictability of an update schedule and they know that it will come. They trust that you're going to tell them when, when you, they trust you, right? It builds that trust. Um, and make sure when you're giving these updates that you're acknowledging the fact that it's hard and that there's some like emotion involved in it, right? I think as a leader, it's like, you think you have to be so tough and emotionless. And this is a moment in time that you can like be vulnerable and let your guard down a little bit and acknowledge and be empathetic that there are emotions going on. And everybody is in a very different life situation. Everybody handles these types of situations much more differently. And it may not be the same as you. I go into like practical mode, like what has to be done? Like I go into it. I don't, I don't jump to emotional mode. I don't. People do, right? Like my colleague does. Like it's and and I and I recognize that. And so just because I don't feel it the same way she does doesn't mean that she's wrong or I'm right or I'm better or she's better, right? So you just need to be aware of that. And then keep and create your cadences of of routines and meetings and, and rituals. So in times of of uncertainty, these are needed even more than ever. You know, make sure you keep your company-wide meetings, keep your team meetings, have your regular one-on-ones, do your celebrations, do, you know, your birthday announcements, do your performance reviews, like do the routines that you already have and keep them consistent. And then consider introducing new ones, right? Especially if you don't have any of the things that I just listed, start implementing those and then create a cadence for them and keep them consistent. As soon as you start canceling all hands or canceling different things, people are going to wonder what's up. And if you haven't communicated it to them, they're going to make up again, worst case scenarios, which is not good. So keep those routines, even if it's uncomfortable and you feel like you're carrying a lot of an emotional overload by having all of them, guess what? You signed up to be a leader. This is a part of it. So you have to figure out ways to manage your emotional workloads that are different than how it is for your employees. If you sign up to be, be a leader, I'm sorry, I, I don't really have a lot of empathy. I, I understand I'm in HR. I get a lot of emotional burden, but I signed up for that, right? So did you by being a boss. So lead by example. Your team is looking to you for guidance and inspiration. Show them you're willing to put in the hard work to make the difficult decisions to keep the organization and company moving forward and be empathetic and vulnerable along the way. I'm going to keep saying that because I, it's, it's so critical. I think we go into survival mode and we forget that's important piece. So demonstrate resilience and perseverance and encourage your team to do the same. You know, you should model what you want them to do. Get your workouts in, like do whatever it is that it is that you need to keep your sanity and your emotional well-being and your team is going to do that as well. You need to model disclosure and vulnerability so so that you know, you're trying to position things in a way that shows they're in a positive light. Not everything is going to be possible, right? But you want to focus on what the what positive outcomes could be from different things, right? And and just trying to do that. Now you don't want to like gloss over it or like try to um, try to gaslight people. But as much as you can, like try to look for the silver linings and things, and help others do that as well, the better. And just remember that your team is made up of humans. 
that have, like I've already said, their own worries and their own concerns and make sure you're, you're trying to take care of them by offering support and resources if you can. So maybe that's more time off. Maybe that's access to mental, like, you know, talk space or, or some of those things that are available and just show up for your team um, and take care of your well-being as well as theirs. And then focus on what you can control. In times of crisis, it's easy to get bogged down in the negativity and uncertainty. So focus on the things you can control, set clear goals and priorities, and work with your team to develop plans of action. Like you can only control what you can control and help monitor like what they're talking about and 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 also consuming. We all know that you know, media consumption is, is tends to be more negative. So how do you start sharing positive stuff with your team? You know, uh, I know when I was uh, in the middle of the pandemic, I started a Slack channel that was like more good news. And I just like would share good things happening. And I needed that for my own well-being and the team did as well. And then foster a culture of innovation. Obviously, during challenging financial times, it's more important than ever to think outside of the box and come up with new creative solutions to problems. So encourage your team to share ideas, collaborate on new initiatives, like foster a culture of innovation so that you can help the company move forward and maybe even better than it could have been, right? Like new innovation is what will drive the business forward. And so foster that culture. So here are some tips for messaging layoffs or or reductions in workforce. They call those RIFs, if you've heard that. That's what that stands for. Um, It's a terrible word, um, but it's what it stands for. So here are some tips for you as a leader or you as a manager for how to message them, right? So you've already gone through the the hard decision of like who it's going to be and what you have to do, and now you got to communicate it to the team and that, you know. Now, there, if you're a big organization, you know, I definitely, you know, there's a, there's a lot more planning that goes on and I'm not going to actually talk about like the, a major communication plan for a big company. What I'm focusing this podcast on is like your one-on-one conversations. Like you are a boss and you have to tell somebody that they're being laid off in a one-on-one setting or follow up with them after they just heard it in a big meeting. Right. So that's what this is for. So when you're in a meeting, you don't want to be vague. So, and you don't want to use words like eliminated, like your job will be eliminated or, or will have to be eliminated or, or anything of those nature, because it's not clear. People don't know what that necessarily means. And those, t- like if you say may be eliminated or will have to be eliminated, they don't know if it's actually being eliminated, I guess is the point of that. So like what you want to say instead is, Unfortunately, your job has been eliminated. Or as of today, this job is your job is no longer a job here at the company. You want to be very clear. So don't be vague. By adding words like may be eliminated or will have to be eliminated, it gives people like false hope or it sounds like they can negotiate, like that it's not a done deal. So you want to make sure you're very, very clear. And then you want to make sure you're thinking about them. Like no matter how hard the meeting is for you, it is harder for that person. So instead of focusing on how hard it is for you, think about how they feel. It's normal to feel emotional. So like, don't worry if you're like emotional about it, just try your best to like stay calm, right? Like whatever it is that you have to do and and be normal. It doesn't mean you have to be 
you know, stone cold and have no emotion. Um, but just remember how hard it is for you. And let me tell you a story about this actually. So when I was working at that, the plant where I had to lay people off, it had been going on, the layoffs had been going on like on a rolling basis, you know, for quite some time. And because it was taking so long, they, I guess not taking so long, but throughout that time period, they actually decided that they were going to keep doing engine assembly at the plant. And it was interesting because the people we were laying off had the option to retain their job, just go work on an assembly line. Now, not everybody wanted to do that because a lot of them were like machine operators. So like one person on a machine doing something to go work on an assembly line of 40 people is very different. And a lot of times people don't want to work on an assembly line. They just want to do their thing with their, you know, independent work. And so we're running into a situation where we didn't have enough employees to keep the assembly lines running because employees didn't want to stay in those jobs. So I was having to hire people at the same time as lay people off for one point for like six, I don't know, six months. I I guess I don't remember the time period. And it was the hardest thing ever to go from interviewing someone into a layoff meeting and like from stuff that was like trying to keep the business moving forward to laying off people. And it was very hard for me to context switch, right? And so I had to, every single moment before I would walk into one of those meetings, I would like go have a pep talk with myself and I would be like, Jackie, this is the last time that somebody is going to have a meeting with somebody at the company that they have been for, been working at for 30 years. Like this is their livelihood. This is their job. This has been every, like a, the biggest part of a big part of their life for this long. You need to forget about whatever it is that you have to do or how stressed you are that you're not able to hire this or the fact that you just interviewed these people and be in it and be in this meeting with this person. I was like 25 telling myself this, like kudos to me, Um, but it was very hard. And so I say that as an example of it is very hard and I get it. I get it. But you got to think about them and like be very aware of what it is like for them, not you. Don't get defensive. Keep your cool. Even if they get angry and frustrated, they get passive aggressive, they're they're upset with you. Like it is not your job to try to convince them that what happened was right. Like you are not in the convincing position right then. You're not getting defensive. Be sure that like you just are very clear. Like I understand, you know, and, and I understand you feel that way. I apologize, you know, like don't get defensive. I don't think you're going to run into this situation, but if you do run into a situation where like they can't calm down, like get someone else involved. But I think if you just don't get defensive, you know, that is the biggest thing I can say. Also tied to that is don't like start like bad mouthing the other leaders. Don't like bad mouth the, the CEO or the VPs or senior leadership or the company and point fingers at them. Even if it wasn't your decision, like just you, you need to represent the company well. You can even say you like, I guess, depending on the situation, like it would be appropriate or fine to say like, I, you know, it's a bummer. I, I don't know that I would have made the, all of these similar decisions, but it is what it is. I'm sure that they, you know, know 
um, stuff that I don't know. Like you, you could even say something like that. I'm just like trying to think of what I legitimately would actually say instead of giving you my HR perspective. So like what I'm saying is don't be like, oh, I know. I can't believe CEO, blah, 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 didn't manage our money well enough and got us into this position. Like you don't want to do that. Trust me. I wanted to fucking do that when I was in that position <laughs> and I didn't. Um, you never know what goes around comes around, but you also want to make sure that you are representing the company, you're stating the facts and you're not getting defensive and be ready to deal with confusion. In this type of a meeting, people are going to repeat the same questions over and over again or not fully understand. Like they're shocked, they're surprised. So like, don't get frustrated when they ask you a bunch of questions. Give them a second to like let information sink in and then move on. And you could say something like, I know you probably like tell them what happened and you could be like, I know you probably need some time to think about this or, or ab- absorb this, or I'm sure this is a really hard thing to hear, you know, something like that. And just like give time for it to sink in. Like it's okay to have some silence there. Some would argue not to say, don't, I know how you feel. I, and I don't know, maybe, maybe don't say that, but be empathetic and also just realize that everybody's handling things in a different way. So don't assume that how you feel is how they feel, I guess is the point of that. And don't go into any more details other than it being a financial decision, especially if that's why. Unless you're going to go through like with a termination because of performance or for cause, like make it very clear that the layoff is because of a lack of money or financial, it's a, a financial decision and not at all the result of performance, personality, or anything else that is personal. That just sets you up for risk. Don't do it. Even if they ask, well, why me and why not so-and-so? You know, it's hard, but you're just going to have to say, I can't go into the details of how the decisions were made, but I don't, I don't even know. Like something along those lines. Like most people are not going to ask that, but just make sure that you stick to it being a budget reason and not like a, a performance reason. And then sometimes, this doesn't usually happen. I, I have had a handful of times. Usually when you have the communication, you they're like ended it immediately, right? Like you're turning off access to things. Their, their last day is effective immediately. If you know that it's coming and you want to give some time, which I recommend if you can, but it will be case by case, especially if the employee has a bunch of confidential information and access to lots of stuff, you might decide it's not in the best interest of the business to allow them to to keep working after notificate, like being notified of this. We did when I was at the manufacturing plant. They knew for a year and a half it was coming and it, it was fine. Like no employees didn't really have the ability to to make huge impacts on the, I mean, I guess they could have, but they didn't. Uh, most places I've worked, there is not notice. But if you can, share with them how you are looking to notify the rest of the team. Um, and you can talk about what that could look like and what they feel comfortable with. And then if you're not terminating them right away, like giving them their final paycheck, their exit, all that stuff, make sure you schedule the plan. So it's on like the follow-up meeting to, to work through all of that stuff. And also like a, if there's a notice period where you're trying to like figure out how to give away work or, or all of that stuff, get, get those meetings on the, on the, on the books. 
I would say 95% of the time people don't give a notice period, but um, if you do, those are some of the best practices. So the other thing of this is like how to support employees who are still there, because that's another big part of it. Um, I think it's often one of the most overlooked steps is to help the people who are still there and working figure, figure it out. And spending time here definitely will help your team continue to be productive. So you could hold host a ask me anything session with this, the leadership team right away and right after having those communications so people can share as much as possible and ask as many questions as possible. Um, if people can't make it, record it and send a written summary to of the most important points. Um, you could let people write in questions ahead of time. You know, make sure you say what you know, say what you don't know, or and let them know like what you're going to find out. You know, making sure you do regular updates for them as well is huge. Except that people are going to handle it in different ways and have different reactions. There's there's a bunch of stages of grief, right? And so just know that people are going to go through those stages during these this like this is a hard time for the people who stay and you don't want to just move on and forget that people are still dealing with it, you know? There most people are going to go through a variety of different stages of dealing with it. And then for the people staying, share the criteria for choosing. You know, they're going to want to know why some jobs were cut and how it might affect them in the future. So share the criteria that you use for making those decisions and let people know like when they will or may be changed as much as you can, as much as you know. And then make sure that you're having some emotion here, you know, like recognize that it's a sad, it's a hard situation. Um, but also really try to move forward. You know, you could say something like, this is a really hard time. And it's also a time for us to come together behind, you know, our mission or our company or or whatever it is and set new goals. You, you're going to have fewer people. You, you probably got to change your priorities and your definitions of what success looks like within the team, for the company, you know, all of that. One thing I would love or one thing that would be really great would be with your team do a start, stop, continue. Like now that this is the, the team, what should we start doing that we aren't? What should we, what can we continue to do? What should we stop doing? Right. And, and figure that out with your team and then just figure out plans for, for changing the, the goals and the priorities and, and, and um, making sure you're acknowledging the fact that the team members are taking on more work and how you're going to assess it and keep tabs on it for, um, you know, so that they know it may or may not be forever. So those are just some of the best practices that I've learned away along the way through going through it myself on both sides. Um, and I hope that they're helpful. And I hope that you they help you navigate these challenging times in a way that is respectful and kind and treats people with, you know, humanity. You hear way too many stories of it not done well. And I do think it's something that can be handled well um, with some some intention. So Hopefully you've learned something new, learned a little bit along with my stories as well. And um, I'm so grateful for you tuning in. Have a great rest of your day. Your business needs strategic people leadership much earlier than you think. And lucky for you over at People Principles, we've got you covered. We have launched some fractional head of people services where you can get 
a fractional head of people for a monthly retainer to help support you in managing the people side of your business. Perhaps you need more intense stuff where maybe you need some processes built out from scratch. You need to implement a performance review process, a handbook, a employee feedback survey. There's so many different things that you need. Well, I guess not so many, eight core things you need in your business, and we can build that out for you. So go check out our fractional head of HR and people operations services at peopleprinciples.co. 